Welcome to the LinkedIn Branding Show, the podcast empowering women entrepreneurs, experts, and small business owners to rise up and stand out as they build their personal and company brands on LinkedIn. Global greetings to everybody, and this truly is a global show. We are talking today to stand out, to rise up on LinkedIn, powered by Michelle Squared. I'm Michelle J. Raymond, and joined today by the wonderful Michelle Griffin. How are you? That's great to be here. This is a show that's done by women for women, and that's very deliberate. And it's something that Michelle and I are really passionate about is that we want to really help other women rise up because there's too many sitting in the backgrounds. And we're going to talk about the importance of building a tribe today. Michelle, I want to start, tell me about your story. How long has it taken you? How did you do it? Let's just start with your journey. Like many people, I joined LinkedIn in like 2008 in my previous role and didn't really use it that much or well or the right way. And so when I became my own consultancy in uh, February 1st, 2020, and even six months before that, I was really getting on LinkedIn and seeing it was different. Not the recruiter resume site we thought it was, right? So I started connecting and commenting heavily in 2020. And it wasn't really until I amped it up with content that I really form my community because it was my way of having a shared connection. People read your content and just comment on it. And I think it's a great way to start conversation. So I have been growing it and I'm not about, oh, I gotta have, I posted about this today. I don't have to have thousands and thousands or millions. I'm not, I'm in it for the slow growth of community building along the way, getting to know people and the right people. And okay, case in point, you and I met right that way in the comment section in December, 2020 and got on a zoom call and, and we just started collaborating, doing work together and fast forward and we are today. And like, you know, we already started this in February, I believe this, this Michelle squared show. So there you go. I know it's pretty amazing. Comparisonitis on LinkedIn is real. Like we look and go, oh, this Michelle's got this many, this Leah Turner's got 150,000 followers. I've only got like a small number and it's like that comparison thing kicks in. So I wanted to share my story to let people know, if you look at the numbers of followers that I have, if you actually go back, I started around eight years ago and I built it one by one, started at zero, just like everybody else. And it's taken me that long to get to where I am now. Now, there was a bit of a, for me, a direction change in my career. So one minute, I have an amazing community on LinkedIn that was built around the beauty space where I come from and chemical land. And then all of a sudden, one day I pivoted and ends up talking about LinkedIn company pages, which is what most people know me for now. But I had to go through a point where last year, as you know, where when you start talking about one topic and then you switch to another, there's a period where it's like, am I in the right channel? And so building a community for me started around when you and I started to get to know each other more because it was around a whole new topic. And I'm not going to lie. I got really frustrated as you know, because I got to Michelle Griffin around April last year and I was like, nobody likes company pages. I am going to talk about something else. And you're like, no, Michelle, just keep going, keep going. Thank God. Um, I listened, but This is the thing that we want to share with people and we'd love you to share in the comments. What was your journey like? How long has it taken you to get to the number of followers that you have? Because it's just really cool. So Michelle, like, 
tell me, like building one by one, slowly, as you said, how do you go about actually finding who is that one that you choose? Like, how do you choose the people you want to be part of your tribe? Well, you know, I just start, I see comments and I see the conversations happening LinkedIn. I always like to say LinkedIn is like one ginormous networking conference and each little post is equivalent of a little networking event or room. And so you go into where you resonate with a topic or an idea or an industry and that, that's a starting point, right? Because we get to know and connect with people based on points of view, mission, industry. Think about when you go to a real networking event. So that's how it starts. You can maybe go into a like-minded group. That's another way. But I, I just started having conversations just like you do in real life and, and finding the people and then taking it to maybe DM and chit-chatting or getting in a virtual coffee. I've done that. You could see and feel that connection to people, I think, like you do in real life. Do you find that to be true for you as well? Oh, absolutely. Some people just resonate. And for me personally, sometimes they're people that share my passion for LinkedIn. And some people are just completely out of left field, nothing to do with what I do. But I just get a feeling like they're a good person. They're someone that I just want. And that's, you know, to do with messaging. It, it's just not a one-off post. I don't think you can see one post and then go, that's my kind of person. I think you need to take a little bit of time just to watch and see if it's a common theme or just a one-off. Do you take a bit of time or is it just that resonated, let's connect? Which way do you go around it? I really find that, and I do this mostly myself because here's the thing, I'm extroverted as the day is long. I think you and I share that another quality, but I'm super private online. I'm trying to pull back the layers. I'm not fake on inner, I just need to be more me. So. I will put my real personality or like Michelle, I get, I unle unleash myself a little bit in the comment section. So I find that other people do that too. And you can see personality in the comment section. So that's where I go to just see, oh, I like that. And I try to drop a lot more personality in the comment section sometimes. And I think that resonates with people and, uh, and just your tone, your brand voice, the type of content you put out, if you're always positive or negative, or that's going to associate you with who you are and what you want to be known for. All those little micro moments, they add up. Absolutely. Everybody's story is different. And that's the message that Michelle and I, every time we get together, we want to share with other people is that there is no one size fits all. There is what works best to you for your strengths. So we're the extroverted twins. We know that there's lots of people out there that are also introverted. So when we say put content out there, put comments out there, they're probably shrinking in a corner and thinking, I'm not doing that. You, it's fine for you guys, but I'm not doing it. I think the common theme here that we've got, Michelle, is it's not about always quickly doing things. It, it takes time, right? In our instant age where we can stream and get anything on demand, it's trained us almost to realize we want the quick win. We have to realize that people don't operate like that. Relation, true relationships grow over time the yes. right way, hopefully. I've said this before is connect, don't collect. You can if you want, but that's the way. I don't like to tell people what to do, but that's the way I like to look at it. And hopefully you form strong relationships that way. I think you take and, the time. And I think one of the things that you and I share in common, which maybe not another lot of other LinkedIn trainers or those kind of types of people would say, is that you and I do some pruning of our community so it stays on track and online. I think last year we removed 
probably a few thousand followers in total if we add up the number of times that we did it. So what I mean by that is, as I shared earlier, I came from the beauty and chemicals industry. I have an amazing community of around, I think it was about 5,000 people specifically built around that niche. Now, some of those included people that going forward, I wouldn't ever have anything to do with. So I'm talking some profiles, for instance, of suppliers out of China. Their profiles are in Chinese. I can't read Chinese, but I love the pictures of packaging that went with all of the cosmetics. And so I went through and bit by bit just removed so that the community that I've got now is more in line with where I'm going. So tell me, why did you, why do you do pruning? For me, it was to try and align my audience more with my message so I could have a really strong tribe about where I want to go now. Why do you do it? Exact same reasons. I was in um, the B2B professional services space, insurance and legal. Not that there's anything wrong with those amazing people and professions there. I just knew that I had connected to a lot of those people back in 2008 to around 20, 2011 heavily. One of them retired, not active, not on LinkedIn and just probably didn't care about what the stuff I was writing about. And so I just selectively pruned it, not anything personal, of course, but I wanted to be really tight and aligned to give people the best value and having a really good community. And that's what I, I advocate for. I mean, I, I think I did like 2000, over 2000 people over last summer. It was a lot. <laughs> I know lot. we went on a mission. We were like Edward Scissorhands of <laughs> the community because and the reason that we did that just for people that are listening, so that if you think about it, when you put a post out, it goes to roughly, let's call it 10% of your followers. If those followers are never interested in what you have to say, and for us, it was because we swapped, um, you know, swapped our careers from that perspective and industries, then what happens is they ignore it and your post goes nowhere. So the algorithm kind of says, well, no one's interested in your post. We're not going to send it anywhere. So the purpose behind it is to make sure that our messaging and our posts get seen by the people that are most interested in it. And I use like the Netflix analogy. So if previously, if I was the sci-fi channel and all of my audience just kept coming to watch that, and then the next day I wake up and I'm the rom-com channel, which is probably more me, then what happens is they go, hey, where's the sci-fi? And then so we have that mismatch. And so yeah. that's part of my reason to make sure that I do that. For people that don't like creating content, and that's perfectly okay. We know it's a small percentage that do that. There's lots of wins that you can have on LinkedIn. And so tell me, do you do much direct messaging as a way to build your tribe? Not as much maybe as because I just feel like people have a roadblock on it sometimes. I will after I've engaged with someone, like their comment, or we've been to a mutual event, or I've met them off platform and something like, and we hit it off. And then I'll send them a DM or in Clubhouse or wherever. I don't send a ton of those out just because I like to have some kind of commonality before, but that's just me. Teach his own. Everyone's different. What about you, Michelle? What's your take on that? So I've got to admit that since I turned creator mode on and I had that follow button as my main primary button, by not by my choice, I wouldn't have it if it was up to me. I would have connect first. Since I've done that, I've got to say that all of the ways that I'd used LinkedIn up until that point, which was just to rely on connections backwards and forwards and having conversations, I actually hadn't updated my own individual processes because I kept looking, oh, those numbers are going up. Those numbers are going up. It's fine. I don't need to worry about it. And I haven't been proactively reaching out to connect with people. And so 
what I actually noticed, and it was a post by Richard Vanderblom just a couple of days ago, and he really made this great point of connecting with other people who become your ambassadors. And so making sure that I was not just receiving more followers, that I was choosing the people that I wanted to be a part of my team. Now, I tell you what I've done this week, and you're going to laugh. One of the other things that I haven't done well recently, because things just grew and got a bit too fast, too quick recently, and I'm trying to play catch-ups. One of the things that I did on my company page, I have nearly 2,000 followers. Mm. A tip for people, they love company pages because that's my whole niche that I'm talking about. What I hadn't done is gone back in, had a look at the followers of my company page, and reached out and connected with all of my second degree connections. What do you know? I reach out and they all go, Michelle, love your stuff. It'd be great to be connected personally. And it was such an area that I should know better. I just got busy and then went, oh, what about all these people? I'm the person behind the page. And so I recommend that to people. If you've got a company page Mm -hmm. and it's grown organically and you have second degree connections, so that means you're not connected, but they're just one connection away then go in and reach out to those people as well. They share your passion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just, I tell people this kind of stuff because I want them to know that we're just real just as much as everyone else, right? Absolutely. That's a great idea. How many people do you think that you're not connected to that are on your page? Do you want me to tell you the truth? Yeah, tell me. It was close to 500 people. Close to 500 people. That's that's good for you though for that. I recently started playing around with Sales Navigator, which I've never used in my life. It was only that I had that conversation with Wendy Robertson, who loves uh, Sales Navigator. And I was like, okay, let's have a look and see how this can actually help. And will it help my clients? And there's a tool in there that you can actually say, run a search query on all of the company page followers that you aren't connected, that are first, second or third degree connections. Now, it doesn't matter if you don't have Sales Navigator. You can actually do it in LinkedIn on your company page through the analytics tab. There's a whole analytics tab that you can go to your followers and it shows you one by one. And so what I did is I sent out however many it was, but I've probably got about 80 new connections because they're aligned with my values. I share what they're interested in Mm -hmm. and now it's more personal. I didn't have a two-way connection with these people until that. So um, that's something that you I would recommend on that. We, more people I will be. That. That's a I, great idea. Yeah. And I, I, and again, I share authentically because I just want people to know none of us are perfect despite what it may look like on LinkedIn. And so women, I think, get into this comparisonitis yeah. is what I call it on the feed. Uh, and that holds us back. So is there any other ways that you go around it? You've got an amazing 365 community. Tell us mm-hmm. about that because I think that's just amazing. Yeah. So we're the 365 creators now. It's not the challenge. It started the backstory last year. As you know, in 2020, I kept saying, or when we met in late 2020, I need a post, I need a post. So I made the challenge, not told everyone else that I'm going to post every single day. You want to come on and do it with me? No requirement. Anyway, so we were the 365 challenge to post every day last year. Now we're the 365 creators. You don't post every day. You just move the needle 365 times. Comment, whatever. So now we're almost a thousand people, like 50 shy of a thousand. And I try my best to make that like the most engaging community, because if you go on your profile, you can see how many groups you're in. And I will embarrass you when I say I'm in 82 groups. That's a lot. (laughs) You can only have a hundred, by the way. But anyway, 
I got the best compliment, not about me, but the community, how supportive it is. Someone said, Hey, Michelle, I'm in like 10 or 20 groups. And this one is so engaging. And that's exactly what my brand and I want everyone to know. Let's just think engaging and supportive. We're in there commenting daily. And that is and, and it started, that's another example. We started with a common mission, a goal, a problem. We all were aligned under, and that's another way. That's how you find your, pe you know, find your people by that too. I've met some of the, my best friends and amazing people in that community and referred people and been referred. It's just been such a, a vibrant place. And I know it's just one of hundreds or more on LinkedIn. Mm. You know? So uh, it, it's the place to go or a group uh, and find your people. And we will share the link to for other people to join into that 365 community because mm -hmm. it is amazing. You offer so much value. And I think it's a really safe space for people that may not want to get out into the general feed and but do want to be surrounded by other people who are so supportive. And that's the upside that you've just shared. Now, Nancy had a question, Michelle. Is there an algorithm that looks at your post views relative to the number of connections? No, it doesn't um, as such, but what it would look at is the strength of your profile does have something to do with it. When you get that all-star status on your profile, that does have a small impact. But for the most part, like it's a pretty even playing field on LinkedIn. So we're not in a situation where it's pay to play or where the big guys get all of the news feed. Everyone can have a pretty fair go is my experience that happens um, on LinkedIn. Do you have anything else you would add to that, Michelle? Or Yeah, a couple of things. I think for some people, I think they took off the all-star thing. Like they took off that. And I was just helping a client with her profile before we got on this call or this show. And and maybe I just missed it. In their new pull down add a section, they have the pr the recommended part. So if you can hit all those recommended, pe that's they have core now. It says core, at least on mine, because things roll out all the time. Who knows what? But if you hit the add a profile section, it'll have the core and then the recommended section. So if you can hit all those, that will totally help the algorithm. And then I think if you can get the 500 connections as well, right? That's another thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely what we would recommend is for anyone that's out there building, your first goal is always that 500 connections. And that just, so that if you're not aware why, it's because until you get to that 500, it counts one by one. And so the lower the number, everyone looks and goes, is this real? Is this a real profile? Cast doubt. Yeah. Once it gets to 500, it just says 500 plus forever. So whether you've got 100,000 connections, oh, sorry, 30, up to 30,000 maximum connections, or if you are somewhere down lower, it just reads 500 plus. So that's why we do things like that. And it's so great to have people like Kira and Lisa that have joined us in, in the comments as well. We appreciate everybody letting us know what's your journey been like building your tribe. I love it. So everybody's going through a pivot. It's been a crazy couple of years. <laughs> I think for all of us, there's been a lot of rethinking. Yeah. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? Like, And your brand attracts the right people. Can you, Michelle, can you tell people like a few tips on how do I create a brand, say on my profile to make sure that I get the right people coming and connecting with me? What kind of things can they do? Start with having a very clear profile and headline, because that's the one section that follows you everywhere. When you're pretty specific on who you help and what you do, I think people can resonate. I always say, let's try to remove the friction. Our feeds are moving and our connections, everything's just moving so, so fast. The more we can make it clear and less confusing, so people aren't going to stop and think, let's make it super easy. That is really good. Also having a really good about section, 
your headline is what brings people in, but your about section, I think it's like an about section of a website. And you go there to like, let me know more about these people. So I would get that really dialed in. Whatever you do, make it personal. I now have some things about me in there. So you can start a conversation that way. Just get out there. If you're not really wanting to post yet, just start showing up and commenting and connecting with people. That's how you can get on the radar and they can see you. And attend a live event like this or LinkedIn audio events are excellent ways to, to get to know people. What would look, you add? Look, I think that's a perfect segue into is there a balance between commenting versus doing your own posts? And how often do you share a post on a new conversation? How do we all work these ratios? Michelle and I have built a community. We have attracted like-minded people and you can piggyback off that because you can just jump in the comments and connect with, we already know the people that came to this live are like-minded. So if you like this topic, like what we're sharing, then join with other people that have joined in this conversation as well. Let them know that you exist. Put a comment out there that just says, Hey, I'm from wherever in the world you are. It can be that simple. It doesn't have to be thought, you know, that thought provoking or profound. It can just be simple. Hey, I'm here. Be visible. They're the kinds of things that I think just letting people know that you're here. Back to my point about the company page people that I reached out to connect to, every single one of them said, we love your content, really love what you're doing. And I've never seen a like or a comment from any of them pretty much. I didn't even know they existed. And I should know better. I should know that I know most people are just sitting out there and watching what's going on and observing. And I made that mistake myself because I got busy. I got distracted by everything that was going on. We've got some cool things. And Lanair, it's so good to have you. Yeah. How do I think they found my company page if we're not connected? Content. Other people referring it. Recently, I appeared on the Ukraine Masterclass that Leah Turner did. And she does shout outs. So this is what I like to, the purpose of building a tribe is so that when you're not a room in the room, other people can actually share about you and tell people about you. So I love my favorite part of my day is waking up, checking my notifications. Yeah, I'm guilty. My notifications and seeing, oh, by the way, Stella De Silva mentioned that you're great at company pages. I thought I'd reach out and connect. Jillian Whitney was on Clubhouse and she said, go and connect with Michelle about company pages. Um, do you get things like that happen for you, Michelle? I would imagine you have that all the time, right? Yeah. And that's the power of being known for one thing, especially for you. There's not many company page people, like not many, like you're kind of it, Michelle. <laughs> when you didn't change lanes a year ago, aren't you glad? Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. Because I had a super smart best friend on LinkedIn, uh, yeah. who is a personal brand strategist that told me to keep going. So here's what I want people to know the other advantages. So we talk about LinkedIn a lot because this is the platform. People don't know how much having a good tribe goes off the platform. So you and I probably WhatsApp more than I do with any of my friends here locally in Australia. <laughs> would, that, would that be fair to say? So we are each other's sounding boards for our businesses. We have opposite skills. I come from sales. You come from marketing mm -hmm. um, and branding. And so we're able to take it off the platform and have benefits that far outweigh anything that's even on the platform. <laughs> and I, I think people just think we talk about it for LinkedIn's sake, but for me, it's a personal thing. It's helped yeah. my business grow. Um, Absolutely. And, and especially as solopreneurs, you know, 
<laughs> what do you think the advantages are for solopreneurs for building a tribe around them? The support system. No one really, even your partner, your best friend, your family, they don't probably maybe not get 100% what goes on. So to have someone you can reach out to and get you, not only get mm. them, but just get you. And that, that means the world, especially if we work from home and you don't get out as much. And so having a support system and a sounding board, is just, it's just a lifeline sometimes, right? Or business lifeline for sure. So mm. that's what I agree. Look, and Lena's asked a question, are you planning on monetizing your community? Because it sounds like a lot of work and it does take effort, Lena. Like Michelle will just say, oh, it's not that much, but it does take effort to be consistent. But that's not necessarily your aim for that community at the start, was it? Like, well, no, does not that at all. You? No, I mean, it truly came from a place of, hey, I'm going on this journey. You want to come? Like, Let's do it together. How much fun would that be? And now going through it a year, I knew that so many people struggled. And, and I talked to people all year anyway. So I'm like, come on, I'm going to help you. So right now I'm posting five days a week something. And we have a Wednesday one. We'll have monthly thing. I am doing stuff. But here's the thing. My background in my previous role, I built a membership from zero to a thousand and a professional association. And we had corporate um, events for 2000 people. So I'm so used, it's just my DNA to bring people together and make community and all that. So it's actually something I love. So I just love bringing people together. So I don't have plans right now. I just want people to get out on LinkedIn and share their messages. Put so. themselves out there as you would say. Oh, and, you know, put yourself <laughs> out there and I'm helping you, you know, like giving you encouragement, right? Cause we know it's not easy. So. Yeah. And if anyone else has got a question about building a tribe, like we've got a few minutes left because Michelle and I, whenever we get together, time just seems to fly so quickly. But if anyone's actually got uh, a question that they'd love to ask us, that's what we're here for. We would love to help our community because the whole point of this is we just want you to stand out, to rise up. This is your year that you can have an amazing 2022. We're not even halfway through it yet. And we just want people to have the results that they want to get from being on the platform. And so that's what we're here for. And we've got obviously everyone that's joined us. Good to see phone Bill has joined in. It's always good to have him pop in and support us. I appreciate you, Bill. If anyone else has got anything, Michelle, any other tips that you would love to let people know about building their tribe on LinkedIn? Yeah, just have fun with it. It's just going to happen organically. Just I hate to say be yourself because most people usually are. Just Put yourself out there. I know that sounds really cliche, but I promise you there are other people just like you looking to connect, looking for you. So when we stay hidden, we're not doing them and us a favor. So the easiest thing is just start in the comments. Get in, I say find the lay of the land. Just start looking at LinkedIn, see what's out there, go to some comments and just see. The beautiful thing about this place, I tell everyone who has no clue that LinkedIn is the way it is now, it's really supportive. It's a really nice place. Rarely do you get a lot of those trolls that you see in other places, but it's really nice place. And for the most part, I'd say 99% of the people here want to help you. Have you, how many times have we seen a post? Hey, this is my first post LinkedIn. We've all seen those and people just run to you and go, oh my gosh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I mean, you'll get that anywhere else. So it's a nicer place than you think. And we're here to support you. And I think one of the things that I find when I'm working with clients that they get tripped up on is trying to be the LinkedIn version of themselves. It's like a filtered paired back or lots of layers, whichever way you want to look at it. And it's like, I have to be a certain way on the platform. 
And that's why it's no fun for them because you're trying to be something that just feels, you know, like, and that's my technical term for it, but it does when you're trying to be something else. So I'll share my story about what that was like for me. And I've been doing this for a long time, but I share so that people know, like, we're just on the same journey as you. So what happened for me last year is I set out to become the LinkedIn company pages expert seen in the world. And I nailed that. So I, I ticked that brief. But I got to December and I, I felt like I had so much more to give and that whilst it was great to be seen in that light, there was a part of me that was missing. And that was the part where I share with my heart that I care about people, that I'm generous. And so all of those parts, you could still see them a little bit, but they were paired back. Like I wanted to be seen a certain way. And it's not until this year that I went, hey, I don't have to have one or the other. I can have both. Yeah. And things for me now, what do you know? I love creating more content. I'm enjoying it more. I don't feel drained. That was the other thing. It's hard to try and be something other than yourself. It can be parts that you leave out, not necessarily parts that you add in. And for me now, I love it. I love feeling like I'm me and I'm attracting more people that right. are the same kind yeah. of people as we, I say good business with good people, you would take that a step further. A good brand attracts those things. So yeah. I think we're going to keep extending on those uh, kind of things. So we are coming around. We've just gone slightly over time. Um, so I appreciate everybody that's joined. So we've got people from all over the world. Some of you have stayed up late. Some of you were up early and some of you it's coming around to early evening. So any last tips before we round this out, Michelle? I just, exactly what you said, echo what you say, just peel back the layers. You don't have to be core. This is not the LinkedIn of yesteryear. In fact, LinkedIn corporate is redefining what professional means. Check out all their marketing branding campaigns. It is completely a new place. Just show up and be you. The right people will find you. And you don't have to not only pay attention to LinkedIn professional self, but all the stuff that people get wrapped around. Should I do this for the algorithm? Forget the algorithm. Just be, forget the algorithm, okay? Forget it. Just be here for people, okay? And that's going to take you far. And on that note, I think that's where we should leave it because I couldn't add anything more to that. Thank you, Michelle Griffin. Yeah, the power so of Michelle's win. Yeah. Take care. Thanks for tuning in today. You know, more women like you need to be out there on LinkedIn building their personal and company brands. We would be so honored if you could leave us a five-star rating and review so we can connect with more women and reach more people. That's it for this week. So until next time, connect with us on LinkedIn and keep putting yourself out there.